First things first, how are you? I'm well, thanks. Yeah. It's very good to hear. So where I want to begin with is, uh, where I want to begin is, um, The Night Sweats were doing really well. Mm -hmm. uh, two great albums uh, received very well, yet you decided to make a solo record. Why was that so important to you? Um, as we were making the second record, I had a lot of songs that I knew weren't going to make it. Um, onto the Night Sweats record, and and not so much even that, because uh, some of those songs didn't make it onto this record either. Um, okay. But I really wanted to do something just different because it had been a while since I had, um, you know, kind of approached songwriting this way versus doing sure. it with the Night Sweats. And, um, and I really wanted, Richard and I wanted to do something together, Richard Swift. And so I was sharing some of the songs with him then that uh, like songs like, uh, and and we we had talked about. I'm sorry, we had talked about, um, uh, like making this together and doing it sort of the way he approached the uh, Damien Gerardo records. Mm. Like I would just bring him songs and, and let him like, kind of produce the whole thing and and you know pretty much play all the parts other than me singing and playing guitar. Uh, but then uh, Richard passed away, and then so. I guess this record kind of started to take a different shape where I was kind of writing songs about uh, Richard's passing and uh, <coughs> and um, ended up going back to his studio and started the recording process there and we had like eight days there and then I finished it at my house but but then I guess at some point uh, you know it became from like it became this thing that was an idea to do it with Richard is, and then and then kind of changed into being more about uh, you know, kind of honoring my commitment to him and and kind of seeing through what we had discussed doing, you know. And you mentioned this this earlier way of songwriting for you. Was that something that you kind of missed while doing the Night Sweats? Because it's it's a little bit more personal, a little bit more, I suppose, inward looking? Um, yeah, it's just, you know, I guess, you know, for the Night Sweats, it's like I'm, I, I, they're kind of defined as what they are. Mm. Um, and I always know what they're not, you know? Sure. Like, I, when a song comes to me, I'm like, well, this certainly isn't a Night Sweat song. Um, <clears throat> and so I, I'm kind of limited to what I write for the band, um, you know? And, and it's kind of, it's, it's a little bit of a, a balancing game to, like, create stuff that um, I feel like our fan base will continue to like and something that is the Night Sweats versus this stuff I can just kind of you know, do whatever I feel like. Yeah. And really it's just like, you know, like Richard and I had talked about doing a lot of songs that had like a, a Harry Nielsen feel to sure. them uh, because of our love for that. And so yeah, I can kind of throw anything I want to at the board and just see what sticks, you know, so. And is it nice because this is, I suppose the way you started music and started writing initially were more of these kinds of more stripped down uh, types of songs. So, so was it nice to kind of, uh, rediscover that side of yourself? Or did you always write uh, amidst the night sweats as well? Yeah, I mean, I always kind of okay. uh, am always writing on the side, um, outside of like what I need to uh, contribute for mm. the band. Um, but yeah, it, it definitely was nice revisiting this way. Um, you know, it's fun making a live, rec like recording live with a bunch of guys, but then can also be challenging um, 
when there's you know eight people that have an opinion on something that essentially you wrote, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> it comes down to it. So yeah. And then, well, like you say, initially it was uh, kind of a collaborative effort with uh, yourself and Richard, but then mm -hmm. uh, obviously he passed away, and, and it, that idea wasn't possible anymore. Right. So. Was there a song maybe that that kind of you already had, but that changed quite significantly after he passed, and you kind of found a new way to do a, uh, that song? Uh, well, I was working on the song "All or Nothing" when Richard was while well, we were still um, making that second Night Sweats record, and I had played it for him, and he was like, "Oh, he's like, man, you can't be too Nielsen, you know." And uh, but you know, I think at the time, like that. The progression, like, wasn't fully um, thought out and um, or or arranged really. And then I hadn't, I had a lot of different words for it. And then I finally one day it just kind of stuck. Um, I think the opening phrase started, and then it just kind of like opened up from there. And then I wrote the song in one sitting. So okay, and that sound because uh, I suppose you, you write on guitar and then that mm -hmm. song comes out but then uh, kind of the way the strings are arranged is that all afterwards or is that already kind of in your mind? Um, the, I hadn't really thought about doing the strings that was really Pat's sort of contribution okay. and then we had a friend Tom Hagerman write the arrangement and then reworked that arrangement into what ended up being on the record mm. uh, and now that arrangement is what the, the quartet's playing with us when we play live so and I wrote down one line from uh, All or Nothing, which is uh, too much pain and doubt in one little space. Right. So that line, what kind of, where, where did that come from? Oh, I, I mean, I'm actually like, it's, that song is sort of like a conversation of me, like, um, the line that is previous to that one is, it kind of follows through, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. It's like, you really found me out, or so you used to think. Too much pain and doubt in one little space, so it's like me telling somebody else, well, you know, I, you know, <clears throat> not revealing too much of the secrets, but I remember a scenario where a particular person was like, well, I know you. I was like, oh, you, you do? Well, that's great. Let me know all about myself, because I still don't know, you know. Right. So. Because, well, the... Even before uh, Richard's passing, you've been through quite a lot uh, in the mm -hmm. last couple of years. So, was it was it in that sense a, a, a difficult record to make, or was it did the songs just fall out kind of? Um, I don't know. You know, it was very cathartic. Mm -hmm. um, I, I guess the thing that I'm starting to admit to myself that part of the writing process for me is actually you know, like writing about that stuff so I can kind of work through it or relinqu relinquish some of the feelings about it, you know. And so it was, it was good at times hard or, or maybe not hard, it's just that like the, um, you know, the brutal reality of, of the content sometimes is like, mm. um, is really right in front of you. And sometimes when you're writing a song, um, you're, tr you're so focused on figuring out what's next and like as you're actually writing the stuff down on the paper you're not affected by each singular line and then when you go back to listen back to it you're like oh my goodness you know like then right. then you have that moment of actually understanding what you're writing about and that can be kind of I guess shattering at times you know yeah, because I can imagine that, uh, for instance, recording the final track, Rashan, that, that yeah. must have been a difficult day in the studio. Um, 
Well, I think I did it in like one take, one or two takes, so um, so I just let it. But in the process of working up to that, we uh, we tried to record it a bunch of different ways, and it didn't feel right, and that was very frustrating. And I knew the song the song was meant a lot to me, and um, I, I mean, I remember writing that song at my house just one evening. And I, I had this, you know, originally I thought the title of the album would be Rush On because I really wanted it to just be kind of dedicated to Richard. Um, and even the album cover, like when I kind of first had this idea of like looking up into the sky, sort of like a one flew over the cuckoo's nest kind mm -hmm. of thing. Um, um, I, you know, I kind of looked at it as like, you know, Rush On, like, you know, but yeah, you know, I don't... I just remember when I wrote that song, like, um, yeah, I guess I, I could, f I, I knew it was going to be heavy, but I felt like it was so important. It was like everything that I wanted to say to Richard um, that I didn't really get to say, you know, in yeah. some ways or like, you know, um, I guess it's me actually just saying out loud um, that I understand, you know, that like, mm -hmm. I, I think... And that's the thing, I think, like, we all, what I want this record to be is, like, we all understand that feeling of, of like, unexplainable brokenness. Um, but it would be, I think it would be good if we start to talk about all of us being able to, right. you know, actually, all of us admitting that we feel that way and, and sharing that with other people around us that we care about so that they, um, so we don't feel so alone in that feeling, you know. Well, you mentioned that word alone, and that's a, that's something that I kind of felt uh, came back throughout the record. That sense of kind of uh, feeling alone, but there's always people supporting you. Yet you feel like you're the only one with that problem, or you're you're the only one dealing with that. So was that important for you to to have that? And it's it's kind of in the album title as well. But to have that optimistic note in it. In it. Yeah, and I mean that's and and even the the title track. You know, I feel like that's kind of the theme. Mm. of the record is, um, you know, it's the same thing with acknowledging that feeling of brokenness. It's also, um, <clears throat> regardless of tragedy or those feelings, um, how, do we, how do we move forward from that? How do we um, continue to move forward in hope and, and not in, in that place, you know? Like, I think, um, you know, in, in that sense, then, because you, you also uh, earlier mentioned the word catharsis, um, so has, has music been your kind of way of dealing with, with these kind of things throughout your life? Yeah, and that's what I said, you know, that's what I kind of meant earlier, is like, mm. I, I don't think I was willing to admit that when I was a younger writer. Well, why not? Uh, I don't know, because then it like has this responsibility, or there's this, you know, vulnerableness to that, that mm. like someone you're with might pick apart the things you're writing and working on and you know it's essentially like you know dating somebody and they pick up your journal and start reading through it and then you know can like assume a lot of things that aren't real just you know out of you're trying to work through something um, and you know and then you also have to be held responsible for those things that you're writing that um, you know may not even be conscious thoughts at the time right so that's like kind of unfair Mm. or can make it feel unfair. Um, so, yeah, I guess in the past I've just always been like kind of tiptoeing around 
what I'm writing about or not writing about. So, mm. yeah. But now you, you've, you went for it, um, mm -hmm. and, and this is your solo uh, record, so it's, uh, I'm, I'm not sure how you are going to tour this record, but I'm, I'm going to suppose it's just going to be you and a guitar, maybe? Um, there'll be moments on stage like that, but as of right now, there's ten of us okay. on stage. <laughs> okay, because what I wanted to get at was, uh, usually when you have a band, it's, it's easier kind of to, to hide behind the music and right. stuff. But there, there is some, I, I'm sure in life, there will be some moments where it's very kind of intimate and yeah. personal. Um, and, I, and I like those moments. Um, but then part of me wanted to like be able to play the record in its entirety as, as I'd like it to be heard. Right. Um, and, you know, and as a long time, like, touring musician, uh, you know, in the past I'd make records and, um, you know, do things that I was excited about, whether it be like vocal harmonies or some sort of soundscape, um, but never be able to have the opportunity to play that in front of people. So I think it'll be, it's exciting to be able to do all that in front of people and then at the same time break the show down to just me for a while, you know? Um, or like me and strings and, you know, me sure. and one other person, so. Because did you do anything different vocally uh, in, in, in the approach to the record? Because, well, this is just my opinion, but I could hear a certain, uh, a, a little bit more clarity in what you were saying and a little bit more uh, directness in, in a way. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess with this stuff, you know, um, I can kind of just rock through a Night Sweat song, like, and, or sometimes it just requires me, like, screaming my ass off. Um, <laughs> These songs aren't like that at all, so, um, yeah, and then I guess the voices, like, I, I had a, a, a voice on a few different songs that <clears throat> at first seemed like it was, like, a different thing, but it felt so natural for the mm -hmm. songs um, that I just decided not to question myself for why I was doing it like that, so. Right, oh, fair yeah. enough. Uh, there's, a, there's another song, um, in particular, I wanted to talk about because I found the the lyrics again quite interesting, which is time stands. Right. So, mm -hmm. so well, the line I wrote down is I I can take the pain, but I can't take the hatred, mm -hmm. which which to me is a very interesting <laughs> line. It's, it's almost going back to to what you mentioned earlier, kind of that self destructiveness and kind of allowing to take pain, but also not doing anything about it in a way. Yeah. So, Oh. Go ahead. No, no, no. no so, so where did that kind of sentiment? Um, I feel like that whole song. I kind of, I, I, I guess I was a bit on a rant about okay. um, kind of some of the things I see in our culture right now. And mm. so, when I say I can, like I can, <clears throat> I can, I can handle seeing people struggle and then try to find an answer for that. But I, I can't, I, I can't really. Uh, I have no understanding for blind hatred and ignorance anymore uh, and I just don't like I feel like we're moving backwards um, from a point we probably were <coughs> leaps and bounds ahead of in the 60s but mm -hmm. you know and you know even as far as yeah just acceptance for people you know so it's really there's a few lines in there you know it's like <coughs> you know and I guess I guess it has a lot to do with you know the I guess the way things are in the United States with Donald Trump being president, it's allowed a lot of people who would consider themselves to be like, you know, servants of God, um, you know, or believers. Um, and so I grew up kind of in that sure. that world. And so it made me want to like kind of question those people because I was like, well, 
And you say, you know, like to me, it was like you would speak a love while tying one's hands. Um, right. <laughs> you know, it was one of the other lines in that song. And it's like, well, you say you're a believer and you serve this God who is love, um, but then you're fine with like putting kids in cages at the border or, you know, supporting a, a, a president who's okay with that. And I was just like, so really just kind of, <clears throat> you know, calling people on their ignorance, I guess, a little bit, or um, their willingness to blindly follow such an evil person. Final uh, question then. Um, you mentioned that you write continuously and you kind of can separate, this is going to be a Night Sweat song, this is going to be something close to me. Um, can I assume then that you have a whole batch of Night Sweat songs uh, as well? Uh, I've been working on stuff. I, I never know where I want to go yet with the next Night Sweats record. I feel like each one's been a progression and and it's been, you know, like losing Richard aside from like the sure. the loss of our friendship. It also like, um, you know, he's is my favorite collaborator and so I, I don't really, uh, you know, making this record with Pat was amazing because Pat and I worked so much with Richard one-on-one -on -one and learned mm -hmm. a lot from him. And he was always eager to share us his secrets, uh, I think, because we, we were such a good team, the three of us. Um, <clears throat> but I, I guess the problem is now, is like, who do I, who, who, I need to, you know, it's like finding a collaborator um, outside of just Patrick um, and the other guys in the Night Sweat, somebody who can kind of see my vision and us as a band and how to, like, push us forward and, you know, you know, like what direction right. to really go in. I think like a a good example of that is like um, the <laughs> Nigel Godrich first working with, you know, I, I don't think uh, Kid A or any of those albums would have come out of Radiohead had they not worked with Nigel Godrich, you know. And so it's like that finding that collaborator is equal as important as like you pushing yourself to write differently or have a bunch of great songs, you know. Mm. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see, I guess. <laughs> right, that's I was heavy. I didn't mean to pull a radio head into that. They have <laughs> no, nothing no. to do with what we do, you know, other than no, being creative. No, but I, I, I creative. can yeah. understand that, that <laughs> you need kind of that outside right. voice that, that is kind of objective in a way. Right. Yeah. Nathaniel, thank you very much. For My pleasure. Time. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah.